Welcome to Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 3, Episode 1, Lost Love, Part 1. The original air date for this episode is September 21st, 1987. It was directed by Cliff Bowl. And it was written by Jerry Ludwig, who we last saw write the opening gambit to Deathlock mm-hmm. with the uh, coffin jet ski. Uh, and he'll direct this and the second half of this episode. And that's that's his entire contribution to this here. Well, Cliff Bowl directs, directs these episodes. Or I, I don't mean direct, I mean write, yeah. He, uh, uh, Jerry Ludwig wrote the opening gambit for Deathlock, and he'll write this two-parter. And, then, and that's it. Um, yeah, so this is the the first uh, the first of our Vancouver stuff. Yeah, season three opener in a new new production location. They move the whole the whole thing up to Vancouver, and we won't be back to Los Angeles until season seven. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so uh, uh, luckily they they decided to bring back some familiar faces to kick off the new location, mm-hmm. just so people realized it wasn't going to be a completely different show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, why don't we uh, discuss in brief just uh, what at least this first half of, of yeah, Lost yeah, yeah. Love is about. So in part one, uh, a priceless treasure from China is going to be displayed and the Phoenix Foundation is being in charge of security. Amidst this, MacGyver sees uh, uh, a woman who he remembers from his past and right. who's supposed to be not alive. <laughs> right. I forget what the word is, but not alive. <laughs> so, um, how does this one start? Um, we open at a port. Now, we were debating just a minute ago about where it's supposed to be taking place. Uh, yeah, I don't remember if they say specifically where where they they think this this episode is supposed to be. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it is supposed to be Los Angeles, even though the whole production will be pretending to be Los Angeles. I think because uh, Jack, you know, spoiler alert, Jack is there. Yeah. And he seems surprised that MacGyver is there in the area. So it's like he's performing like Which he shouldn't be surprised if it's just Los Angeles. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, but it's also got like aspects of like a logging town in Pacific Northwest X kind of places. Yeah. But I was thinking, where, but where would you take this treasure? So it either has to be like a major, major West Coast city. So I think it would be either Seattle or maybe San Francisco. Yeah, because there are ferries and islands and bridges that they talk about crossing in order. To I mean, get Seattle is the closest to Vancouver, so that probably looks the most like this. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't remember if they specifically say what city they're in yeah. or anything. So we'll just say city non-specific port, and a cargo ship is unloading uh, a large crate uh, with MacGyver's voiceover about it right. being a priceless treasure from China that's being. Uh, going around the world and making its like uh, presentation. And there to meet it at the dock is uh, Mr. James Hong. Yeah. Who uh, we last saw in the Golden Child episode from season two. He was killed. Uh, <laughs> yes, he was Kill, killed he, by himself in yeah. a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, he had a heart attack because uh, his enchanted slave child escaped. <laughs> if, I, if I had a nickel. <laughs> yeah, every time this, these enchanted slave children are always causing deaths. Um, yeah, and so they I guess they said it was on display on the boat. And yeah, which which was kind of a weird way yeah. to put it. But I guess they could secure the boat more easily. Yeah. Um, but now it's going to be put on a public display. Right. 
uh, in a in an exhibition hall, like a big big hall with multiple multiple different places for things. And when they say it was on display in the boat, I'm thinking of like James Hong's little chamber with all of his yeah. ancient Chinese relics. <laughs> Deep in the bowels of the ship. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, Commissioner Chu, MacGyver, and Pete meet up outside, and the they reveal the Ming Dragon, which is this large uh, jade Entirely statue. Entirely jade, yeah. yeah. Um, again, hammering home how important this is to China and how... Very bad it would be if anything happened to it. Cut to a woman menacingly looking over with a pair of binoculars from a high, higher uh, vantage point. Right, the up at the top of this center. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's looking down on them, and a security guard happens by her. And you know, there's like a confrontation of like, oh, hey, ma'am, you're not supposed to be here. I'm going to have to ask you what you're doing here. And instead of just saying, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I hit the wrong button on the elevator. Yeah. She opens the elevator. Yeah. No, first she beats the crap out of the yeah, guy. Yeah, she, she kicks the guy in the face and then just proceeds to continue. She never, I don't think she ever uses her fist. Right. I think she just continuously kicks this she guy. She just got her nails done. She's still waiting for them to dry. Um, and once, once she knocks him out, instead of just leaving him knocked out. She, Which would have been fine, I think. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, it would be bad if, if for, because they if keep coming. If he came out of the coma. Yeah. Uh, so she opens up an elevator shaft and throws the body down the shaft. Yeah. And it's a dummy, but the way the dummy tumbles down the shaft, like hitting the walls and stuff on yeah. the way down, it's it's horrifying. Yeah, they could have done another take of this and had it look a little bit more realistic, though. But but still, just the concept of like throwing a body down, but before it hits the elevator, just It, it just bounces off the side of the wall. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so she just—it's—it's—it's horrible, and then from there, apparently, she had a pigeon in her purse, yeah, or on her person. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about where the pigeon came from. Yeah, but she's she used all of her minutes, I guess, so she has to send a pigeon with the message that (laughs) the the main dragon, the dragon is here, and and I'm ready to steal it. Yeah, it. She sends it out, and the pigeon flies for like you know, know, gets a couple miles. Um, and returns to its coop where there's a bell. So as soon as it enters, it rings this little bell to let the owner know that there's a message. And here we get a familiar character and a familiar face, yeah. but not... Not the face the f- to the character. <laughs> um, we get Anthony DeLongis back. Uh, pre- this time playing Nikolai Kossoff, mm-hmm. who we had as the villain of the season one, episode three, Thief of Budapest episode. Right. He, he was the agent who was chasing after them. Who was previously played by Bruce Abbott. Mm-hmm. Um, and which I think at, at the point when we were reviewing that episode, I had suspected, like, I don't know why he didn't come back. Maybe he was shooting a, a reanimator sequel. He was. <laughs> so that's why he uh, he was not available for this one. But he's he's like the sidekick in the uh, reanimator series. Mm. Uh, but uh, Anthony DeLongis, who we know as uh, Piedra, Right. From the... Uh, the Assassin. Yeah, the, f- the finale of season one. Right. And we spoke with him then, um, and uh, we, we included the, the first half of our interview uh, with him in, in that episode, and we'll be including the second half at the end of this one. Mm-hmm. So um, Very cool we, guy. We chatted with him about this episode as well. But yeah, very, very generous with his time, and, and a fun guy. He's in a lot of cool stuff. So, But yeah, so he comes outside, and he gets this message that... Uh, mm-hmm. 
I, I, was there like a message attached to the pigeon? Or yeah, yeah. It seems like you would have just said, if I see the jade thing arrive, I'll send you the pigeon. Right. Like, you don't even need to put a message on it. The right. fact that it came through, it's a binary message. <laughs> Either it did or it didn't show up. Um, but if it uh, didn't show up, she just cracks the pigeon's neck and throws it down the elevator <laughs> shaft. Um, that actually almost would have made more sense for like why he was in there. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a dead pigeon. It must have. He was trying to rescue it instead of just leaving a body there. <laughs> like, it's like, how did this happen? So yeah, uh, Kossoff opens up the message, and uh, at this point, uh, another character, General Ruby. Uh, sorry. I was going to say Rubicon. <laughs> it's Rakubian. Yeah. Walks out and uh, is awaiting the message being, to be read to him that the dragon has arrived. Yes. And they also, the message also probably go on, goes on to say that the Phoenix Foundation is providing security as well as MacGyver heading up the force for the Foundation. A lot of information in this tiny little message yeah. that the woman never wrote. Yeah, she, she had the entire message written in advance. <laughs> <laughs> and attached to this pigeon before she knew any of it, just based on a suspicion. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, Rakubian reminds Kossoff of the time that MacGyver escaped from him, and uh, this will be his chance. Not only will they have the dragon, but he'll get to kill MacGyver. Had this been Bruce Abbott, I'm sure we would have cut to a clip of them escaping yeah. from the Thief of Budapest, but since this is a different actor, they didn't want to call attention to it. So Yeah, yeah. Um, which they still could have showed some footage. yeah. Of like that, Mac- that episode is like forty percent Italian job anyway. Yeah. So that's when this is all a cold open. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's really building up the suspense for this opening uh, opening episode. Yeah. And uh, after we come back from the credits, we're at the museum exhibition hall, and uh, Commissioner Chu is being shown the various security measures that uh, Pettigrew, one of the Phoenix Foundation agents, has put into place. Right. Uh, you know, it's got bulletproof, bulletproof, and apparently soundproof glass. Yeah, um, soundproof one way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the necessity. That's some of amazing that. glass. If uh, the criminals can hear the dragon, they'll be able to take it somehow. So we, it needs to be soundproof from the inside. <laughs> it coax the dragon out. <laughs> come, come, on, on. come on out! Come on out! Uh, uh. Yeah, so there's a bulletproof glass that is in a lowered thing that can only be opened from this key lock. And it's also protected by a laser grid around the display case. And there's a four-digit passcode that for some reason they let Pete pick the... No, no, this is before that. Oh, yeah. This is when it was just a key that opened up the lock. Oh, okay. So uh, Pettigrew is like really proud and showing like that, uh, that you can't get through it. So MacGyver then starts coming through... And uh, showing how easily the... Everything can be bypassed. So he bypasses the laser grid. And and, uh, then when he gets to the security case, he does his classic shove my knife into the lock to open it trick. My Uh, skeleton key pocket knife. That would be a great feature of a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, every single lock can be opened magically. Yeah. It's just got all like the little teeth. You just raise and lower them. Yeah. Sure hope this works. <laughs> um, and uh, so this prompts them to implement some new security measures. Right, and this is where the four-digit passcode gets introduced. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to put a combination lock, a digital lock, on the case. MacGyver recommends that they put a pressure plate 
uh, sensor for when the glass is lowered, and uh, also to increase the guard rotation. Right. So, the, yeah, they're making it very, very difficult. Although, James Hong spends most of this episode complaining that there's not enough security and that the dragon is not protected well. Yeah. Um, that seems to be the only thing his character has to say. Everything... I mean, if you really care that much about the dragon, instead of having guard rotation, just have a guard stand there next to the dragon all day. The whole night! <laughs> that would save the day, wouldn't it? Or put it back on the ship when it's not being displayed. Yeah, if the ship is so safe, if you're so confident to have it on display. Yeah. So, uh, it's a, yeah. There's a lot of things that they could have done for the sake of plot. They didn't do any of them. Nope. Um, so... While they're heading back out, Mac and Pete kind of split up, and they start heading upstairs, and MacGyver thinks that he spots someone going up the escalator. Right. But not enough for him to chase after who, who he thought he was, and he even convinces himself that he didn't see this yeah, person. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, you know, MacGyver snaps back out of it and leads Pete to another exhibition hall where a magician named The Great Sheldrake, yep. is performing a show, or performing a rehearsal. Yeah, and Pete's like, oh, who is this? So, uh, But it seems like MacGyver already knows. Yeah, MacGyver knows. Uh, so we hear the kind of like, we re- instantly recognize the voice, or at yes, least we, yeah. we instantly recognize the voice. And uh, Jack Dalton appears on the stage in a puff of smoke, <laughs> <laughs> gasping and wheezing. Yeah. It's like, we, uh, I shouldn't have used all that carbon black. <laughs> oh, this is going. This audience is going to be terrible. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Pete is uh, like, "Oh no, it's Jack!" And uh, they start applauding when he performs a couple of tricks. And he's like, "Oh, yeah, this is a closed show. Who's out there?" Yeah. And uh, we get um, another postal joke pun. Oh right, yeah. Because it was a correspondence magic school that Jack went to when they were in high school, apparently. Yeah. And uh, Pete says, oh, sort of like a mail-order mandrake. Yeah. The, to couple with the check check is in the mail from yeah. last, last week's episode. Someone was really hanging on to that after months after the new season. Yeah. They just hired a mailman to write for the show. He's <laughs> like, oh, man, I got all these great mailman jokes. <laughs> Return to sender. <laughs> something. Something, something. Something return about to... return to sender. Write an episode about something about return to sender. Uh, so Jack invites MacGyver and Pete to the show, uh, which apparently is happening right now, because as soon as he invites them, we cut to the, the show, show starting. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jack is on stage, and in the background, while Pete and MacGyver are watching, the assassin woman from the beginning of the episode comes and sits down. Right. Uh, her her name, as we'll come to reveal, is uh, Tanya Leshenka. And the actress playing her is Leslie Beavis. Mm-hmm. Who you may recognize from her brief part in Spaceballs. Right. Uh, where she is uh, President Scroob's kind of like main military contact. Right. At, on Spaceball 1. Yeah. So if we can get her on the show, that'll be our second Spaceballs yeah. guest. Yeah. After Rob Paulson, who I think appears only in voice. Uh, he, he appears in one scene. Um, no, I, I think it is a voice both times. I think it was an ADR. Thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah, so she's sitting at a table behind them. Of course, they don't know that she's the, the killer yet. And they even they even had said in previously, like, 
uh, Commissioner Chi was worried about the death of the security guard. But Pete, yeah. Pete is convinced that it was an accident. Yeah, no, he must have just fallen in there. <laughs> Why would he have fallen in there? There's not even There wasn't even a dead pigeon down there. <laughs> if there was a dead pigeon, then, you know, I could understand. He was like, mmm, supper. <laughs> Okay. He just fell into the elevator. Like that guy was a fiend for squab. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, Jack's performing a show, and uh, uh, MacGyver goes backstage to congratulate him after the show, and he and Jack are going to get a drink. And he he seems genuinely impressed with his abilities as a magician. Yeah. So MacGyver, yeah, MacGyver's really impressed with Jack's showmanship. Really. Right. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why, because he's always got that showmanship. He's yeah. Great. He, I wouldn't expect anything less from Jack. Yeah, I would totally see him as a magician. Um, so they decide to go to go get a drink together, and uh, on the way there, MacGyver sees a person. Now, now we can see clearly see that it's a woman, who he spots uh, walking into an elevator. Yeah. And before he can get there, the door the doors close, and uh, and so Jack's all, well, "Who did you see?" And MacGyver tells him a little bit about this. Lisa Kohler was a girl that he knew, but she's dead. And, and I killed her. <laughs> I killed her. <laughs> it's such a it's such a dramatic moment to leave. Yeah. Like Yeah, we fade to black on that. Um and we come back, they're in the bar, and MacGyver's like on the phone with the front desk asking if Lisa Kohler is is in the building, but uh, they don't recognize the name. Yeah. And uh Jack brings him a ginger ale, is like I made it a double. Because <laughs> he yeah. felt MacGyver needed it. Um, but honestly, like, there have been people who have died, like either celebrities or like people that I've I've known who have died, where I think I see them on the sidewalk somewhere, and I'm like, it's like, oh, that's so and so. Oh no, that's not that yeah. person. I remember that person dying, and I just write it off immediately. It doesn't matter how much you look like Heath Ledger. If you yeah. walk right past me on the sidewalk, I'm gonna be like, oh no, he's dead. That, that person's dead, so that's obviously not who I saw. Yeah. You could be a dead ringer for him. Yeah. But I'm still going to know it's not you. Yeah, yeah. I guess that. I guess that's how Batman pulled it off in uh, Dark Knight Rises. Oh, no, that, yeah, can't, yeah. that can't be Bruce Wayne. That he can't died. possibly be Bruce Wayne. He I mean, he yesterday. signed the check Bruce Wayne when I gave him the bill, but... <laughs> All his credit cards are still active. <laughs> yeah. He ordered the most expensive stuff on the menu, but that can't possibly be Bruce Wayne. Or worse, he owns the restaurant. (laughs) He just said, no, don't worry, I own the restaurant. Don't have to film me. But, sorry. I hate that movie. (laughs) I hate that movie so much. (laughs) Um, So now MacGyver is telling the complete story of how he met Lisa and how she died. And how vaguely he actually killed her. Yeah. How roundabout. Yeah, how... How ridiculous an, an accusation that is for him to make on himself. Yeah. Um, they were on the Baltic coast, undisclosed where the Baltic coast, where they were, but they were going to blow up a weapons facility. Yeah. And apparently they only had three minutes to do it. Because <laughs> she says, meet me back here in three minutes after they're going to go and set off all these explosives. But he makes a point about how he took pains to discourage her from coming along right like over and over repeatedly told her no don't come and then she surprised him by showing up anyway yeah and um in a flashback that we'll get later um she references a a a necklace that she has that has a ring on it right um and uh we'll find out that that was like a proposal ring right um and uh so they go in separately into the facility and on the way out uh MacGyver's running from explosions, so we're assuming those are the explosives going off. Yeah. Um, 
And when they get to the boat, Lisa isn't there, but the, the other the other partner was the I guess the driver of the boat. Um, I won't say captain because it's just like a dinghy. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he says, "Oh, we have to leave her behind if she doesn't make it." That's the, the, those are the rules. He says. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wouldn't have said rules. I would have said that's the procedure. Or... The rule says no man left behind. Yeah. <laughs> She's not a man. Um. But now we see, like, Lisa running out of the facility, and MacGyver's like, Lisa, you know, and then a guard slowly takes aim and just fires a single bullet at her. Yeah. And she falls to the ground dead. Or presumably. I mean, he yeah. didn't even go and scoop her up or anything. Yeah. He made no attempt. If only I had a gun. Maybe that's what he meant by I killed her. Like, she she got shot very near me, and I just turned around and jumped in the boat. Yeah. I, I, I just left her. Um, but Jack is trying to, uh, to convince him that it's all like, listen, he says, he even says it's a lousy bit of fate, but it's certainly not your fault. Yeah. Like she knew what she was getting into. Unless in that flashback, you just hear the gunshot and then it cuts back to the reverse angle and MacGyver's like bringing a gun down like he just <laughs> shot her. <laughs> it's like, wait, why, why did that happen? I wasn't going to let a Russian kill her. <laughs> <laughs> she asked me to do it if anyone was ever taking yeah. aim at her. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, Jack, you know, says his kind of goodbye to him because, like, he figures, you know, they're probably not going to run into each other again during the exhibition. Yeah, during and this he, visit, yeah. Yeah, so he says, like, it was good to see you. Um, and it's kind of, like, he takes the drink back from MacGyver and MacGyver kind of, like, shakes it because it's empty now. Yeah. Like, he really did need that drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's kind of a, there's a lot of good Jack and MacGyver moments in yeah, this yeah. episode. And, uh, uh. So MacGyver now heads up to his room where he has a flashback by himself. <laughs> right, yeah. Of And this is the flashback of him giving her the ring while they're in bed together. Presumably after sex. Yeah. Um, Post-coital proposal. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you love it, put a ring on it. <laughs> and, uh, but it's so weird from that because he's like looking in a mirror at himself. And he has the flashback, and as soon as the flashback's over, he looks down, and there's a note. <laughs> yeah, if, he just as didn't if, notice it before. Or he was so involved in the flashback, like <laughs> she came in and was trying to talk yeah. to him. It was like... Anyway, I, I came to check in on you, but you were uh, deep in thought. <laughs> so, so I, I left, left a note. <laughs> it was like, Mr. Simpson, I was like, oh, I'm sorry, we were talking about chocolate? That was ten minutes ago. <laughs> The land of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> the, the note that Lisa leaves for him is to meet at the ferry. I don't. I, I don't know why it's such a weird location. I guess it's romantic. Um, uh, so yeah, MacGyver races to the boat, and uh, uh, and you know she's just waiting, and she just. Kind of tells him the story of that she was shot, but she didn't die. Um, she was rehabilitated. Yeah, and then uh, she was taken to a prison camp where an KGB agent named Nikolai helped get her out. Yeah. And uh, that, and then she, they're in love now. Yeah, they're in love, and they got married. Mm-hmm. So MacGyver's kind of like, "Oh, that's why you never contacted me because." We were supposed to get married, and you fell in love and married some other guy. Yeah. Why would you contact your fiance? Yeah. When you have a husband. <laughs> I was gonna. Ma- 
Ah, oh, all those save the dates. Um, yeah, totally wasted. Uh, and at this point, she reveals that not only is this guy Nikolai, and she wants to defect to America, but the Nikolai is the Nikolai Kossoff that uh, MacGyver escaped from from Hungary. Right. Who apparently uh, must have mentioned MacGyver, because why else would she bring him up? Yeah. Um, so Kossoff must be really harboring these feelings of yeah. like, oh, one time this guy named MacGyver got away from me. You know? I, I took it more as the other way around, that she had mentioned like, Oh well, you know, before we get married, I should let you know I did have a fiance that I left behind on the yeah. mission where I was captured. And then when she said it was MacGyver, he's like, "Oh, MacGyver, MacGyver." <laughs> she's like, "I don't know his first name." <laughs> I'm like, assuming it's like oh, the Mario it's probably Brothers. the same like Madonna single name MacGyver that I almost captured one time in in Budapest. Yeah, but he got away. Right. And I'll kill him if I ever see him again. Well, he can MacGyver. Maybe he can help us defect. Oh, I'll kill him after. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Um, so we're getting conflicting information now. Because in the beginning of the episode, General Rukubian is telling Kossoff that he can kill MacGyver once they get the dragon. Right. And now Lisa is telling him that Kossoff wants to defect. And, uh, and But it's not clear at this moment whether she believes that or not. Yeah, now we're back at the cultural expo. Where yeah. MacGyver's relaying this whole story to Pete, and Pete is extremely skeptical. Yeah. He 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 does not want Kossoff in this country. Yeah. He he's a bad guy. Um, MacGyver kind of throws some crap in Pete's face, which I didn't like when he says. Yeah, because he says, "Oh, Kossoff is ex KGB. Like, there's no way we could trust him." Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh yeah, Pete. Uh, you mean Pete Thornton, ex DXS?" Yeah. Like, are you comparing the DXS to the KGB? Like, is that how terrible DXS was? Because if so, you were also DXS, MacGyver. Yeah. And Pete kind of takes it hard. Yeah, and your friend Craig is still in the DXS. Yeah. As far as we know. It, 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 it seems like a low blow for MacGyver. Yeah. But the implication is just that DXS was, like, so government-oriented that yeah. it didn't always have the people's best interests in mind. So, but, and, and Pete is clearly seeing that MacGyver is blinded by his affection for Lisa. Yeah. That he's willing to do anything, include taking a cost off in. Yeah. And uh, just at this point, and, and Pete eventually gives in and says, okay, well, we'll go with your instincts and we'll see what we can do here. Yeah. Um, and it's at that moment that uh, the entire Russian delegation for this cultural expo arrives. Yeah. What, we never do find out what they were bringing to this expo, I guess. I guess it was just all for China. But yeah, that's true. They don't have an exhibit because it's supposed to be a cultural exchange. Yeah. But I guess the exchange is that they're all getting together. Yeah. Um. So uh, they brought some necklaces. Yeah, they brought some, some really, really lovely, really necklaces. fancy necklaces they keep in a briefcase. They're delicate though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, the delegation is made up of uh, from who we've seen now so far, General Rakubian from the beginning. Right. And uh, Kosov. Kosov. And Tanya. And Tanya, Tanya Lashenka, the woman who killed the security guard. Right. And, of course, Lisa as Mrs. Kossoff in this situation. Yeah. And uh, so and it's funny, like, during these introductions, Jack Dalton just kind of, like, moves himself into position and goes, Jack Dalton, how yeah, you doing? Yeah, it seems like he's flirting with Tanya yeah, he, immediately. He, he gives her a Baron Munchausen-style flower from his coat. Yeah. Um. Which or I from her coat, almost. <laughs> it looks like he's grabbing it off the back of her shirt. Yeah, and uh, 
he uh, and then Commissioner Chu also arrives to, to say hello to everybody. Right. This is a big gathering of people in yeah, this yeah, scene. Yeah. Um, everyone who's in this episode is in this scene right yep. now. The entire cast. Uh, and so uh, Jack hands out that his card for the show it says everyone's invited to the show at three. Uh, I'll see you there. I gotta go. Um, and for some reason, they all go to the show. Yeah, know? they all the go. The guy already saw it. Um, but uh, that's his cultural exchange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he's unofficially part of the yeah. exchange. But before that, um, Kossoff and MacGyver have a one-on-one talk out in the hallway. Right. And uh, MacGyver is trying to, I think he's trying to assess Kossoff. Like, how'd you get her out of the country? Like, like, like only a KGB agent could have gotten her out of the country. Yeah. Like, uh, like assuming that interrogating him pretty much like yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to get him to, to admit that he's still with the KGB and he's trying to, to do some trying yeah. to do some kind of scam but Kossoff manage, manages to convince him through like oh I, I, delete, I erased some of her documents I forged new ones we got lucky uh, you know with the, the the lessening of the strict Soviet Union uh, with Glasnost uh, they were able to kind of like get out the, yeah. the borders are easing up a bit. Yeah. Um, so MacGyver's plan then is to sneak Lisa out first uh, by way of the magic show. Yeah. So, Jack, you know, he, he involves Jack in this immediately. And at and the Jack show... Jack is able to seamlessly incorporate it into his yeah, act. Because he needs two volunteers for his act. Right. And so, he, of course, he chooses Lisa and, and Tanya. Tanya. Yeah. And, uh, and even... And, Rokubian is, is, at this point, I guess I'm assuming he's playing along, or maybe he's not quite sure what's happening, but he says, Tanya and Lisa, yeah, go on, go on, have fun, this is going to be great. Yeah. Uh, and so, Jack makes Lisa disappear from a box. Yeah, and then Tanya's like, where did she go? You yeah. need to bring her back here right now. Like, I don't, I don't quite understand, at this point, why she's so... Serious about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if, I mean... It's not like she's a prisoner. Yeah. Uh, who escaped? Yeah. It, it's it's part of the show, but she pull, she even pulls a gun out to go look for her. Yeah. Like something's going on here. And then we have this other. There's a weird shot right here, and it'll happen again in the second half of the episode. But we cut to the audience, mm-hmm. and we're just seeing an audience reaction to this. And then you just hear Tanya's voice say, "Get out of my way!" And you hear her smack Jack. Yeah. And then you hear Jack say, "Ow." And then we cut back to the stage, and Jack's just not on the stage, yeah. and she's walking off of the stage. And it's just like, that was really weird that there was like a significant action to this set piece that was completely off camera. And the same thing happens in the second half of the episode. Our theory was that um, the writers worried that this this particular actress didn't doesn't deserve her character's fate, fate, and so. They decided they they needed to make her like more physically abusive with people. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it was it was so far into the episode from when she threw a guy down an elevator shaft that we would forget she was evil. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. That elevator shaft sequence really stuck with me. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, just, I guess it's just like the concept of like being knocked out and then. Someone killing you while, while you're, you're unconscious, dead yeah, in such a gruesome like way. A Freddy Krueger thing. Um, so yeah, she she pulls a gun and starts looking around the stage, and uh, Kossoff tells Rukubian, "Oh, don't worry, I'll I'll go take care of Tanya, make sure she doesn't start an international incident." Yeah. Um, but his plan is also to escape with MacGyver and Lisa. Yeah. 
So MacGyver and Lisa run out of the building, uh, and uh, two other Russian agents come out of a van, spotting them running away from the exposition. And they grab Kossov. Yeah. Well, Kossov charges at them first in order to distract them. And yeah. then tells like, get, get Lisa out of here. Get her out of here. And uh, um, it looks like they're about to get into a car. But at the last minute, MacGyver decides to steal a motorcycle. Yeah. Um, I guess to give them more maneuverability. Yeah. Because um, they're going to be driving through the town. Um, and uh, Tanya is up on a staircase and starts, starts opening fire. Like, she's hitting the windows and things like that all around them yeah. as they take off, and uh, they follow behind them in a van. And at this point, Rokubian comes out of the exhibition hall and demands, you know, has to get Koss off in the car, we're going to get to the helipad, because they're going to take a helicopter to follow them. Yeah. And Tanya is following in a van. Yeah. Which, it seems like MacGyver could have really easily lost them on a motorcycle. Yeah, I don't know why it was so hard. Um... Because this chase that goes on goes on for way too long. Yeah, they go downstairs and like through like whole like campuses of like mm-hmm. offices. It just seems like, yeah, the van can't follow you that way. You're yeah. fine. You're you're scot free. Yeah, there. you get on the highway and you just go and, um, but they jump onto a ferry and so the van isn't able to make the make it. But Tanya calls in and says, "Oh, they're heading to North Island." Yeah. And so if you fly there, you can keep an eye on them, and we'll take the bridge, and there'll be no way to, for them to double back. Yeah. Except to take the ferry back, because it's a ferry, and that's what it does. It goes back and forth all day. Yeah. Um, and so when they get to the other side, immediately the helicopter descends on them, and so they take off. But they're in a town, like in a public space, and I would just, like, go to the police. Yeah. Um. Or go to a restaurant and hide and, like, call Pete and say, hey, this is what's happening. This is where we are. Send help. But instead, they drive out into the middle of nowhere. Um, They just take the motorcycle and the helicopter's following them this whole time. You know you're not evading them because the helicopter's there. Yeah. Like, you need to drive somewhere where the helicopter can't follow you, like, into the woods or do something. Yeah. It, it, It makes this whole chase really infuriating. And... That, that they were in complete safety and that they went out into the middle of nowhere yeah. instead. Yeah, because then they, then they make their way out to uh, a logging uh, site. Site, yeah. Yeah, like where the logs must have been coming down the river and then they're taken in here and cut up. Um, and the motorcycle, at this point, the motorcycle runs out of gas. Right. So now they're on foot at the logging uh, camp. And the, helicopters, the helicopter does some pretty amazing stunts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's flying low almost this whole time. It flies under some power lines and does this swoop. Um, it's flying in those narrow tree corridors. It's it's some definitely some good piloting. Yeah, this is their new Vancouver pilot just showing off what he can do. Yeah. Probably cheaper, too, than an I'm American sure. pilot. Yeah. Uh, and so they kind of just go up and down inside this logging facility like they they start up the machines and yeah hide. they're riding on one of the log shelves up to the top and yeah. then they climb down to get away from the people that already made it up to the top and, mm-hmm. and they 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 ride on some planks uh, in a trough so you can't they can't see them sneak by them right and their their plan is to get back to the Tanya's van uh, to uh, to steal it so now they would at least give them one form of transportation that they wouldn't be able to keep up with them. Yeah. 
um, you still have the helicopter to contend with, but a helicopter can't take out a van. Right. That motorcycle, you can knock Maybe if off. it was an Arise helicopter. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw a sword at him and you're... Yeah. Isn't... Just let him fall on himself. Um, but they're eventually caught. Like, the, the, the most frustrating aspect of this entire chase is that, it, one, that it goes on so long, but then they just end up getting caught. Yeah. So it's just, okay, the whole chase was pointless to kill yep. time. Um, so, you know, the general stepped out of the helicopter and, and even kind of, like, admires MacGyver's uh, talent. Tenacity. Yeah. And MacGyver tries to threaten, and it's like, oh, you wouldn't want to kill me and have an international incident. It's like, well, there's not going to be one because I'm not going to kill you. Yeah. Because um, I need you. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, so... As leverage, like he he says, MacGyver wants to make a deal, and he says like, and so the deal is going to be the Ming Dragon. Yeah, that's you know we've been teasing it this whole episode, so now it's coming into play. Yeah, and so you know like he says, I want you to steal it, and as an added incentive, he opens up this briefcase with two necklaces. Right, and uh, so he ties one around a post. And demonstrates that... Uh, the explosive power. Yeah, it's... He basically just pulls a button out and taps it, and the whole post is just gone. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's just basically a nec- necklace of C4. Yeah. Um, and then he puts the other one onto Lisa's neck. Yeah, they, these necklaces have made appearances in such films as uh, Total Recall yeah. and uh, Battle Royale. The classic but, exploding necklace. Yeah, usually it's like a boundary that causes it to explode but in this case it's just triggered if you're betraying him and again another really violent way to die yeah in this episode um so rakubian gives him a deadline of 2 p.m the next day right uh to steal the dragon and to bring it back and at this point lisa is taken to the helicopter Tanya and her goon drive off in the van, leaving MacGyver there stranded. Well, the the point though here is that the second necklace is put on Lisa. Yeah. So. But then she gets into the helicopter with them. Yeah. Like I would want her away from me. Yeah. Like just in case. Uh, I guess they're really confident of this Russian technology. Um, I also don't understand why the second necklace even explodes. Because it doesn't really serve. Like the whole point is that it's like okay, this girl. Is your love interest. Mm-hmm. Um, let's put a fake necklace on her that, as far as you know, is real, so you're going to do what we want. Like, yeah. There's no reason for that one to explode. I guess they just made them. Because it's never on MacGyver. Yeah. Like, if it was on MacGyver, I would get why it would need to explode. And actually, they didn't even need Lisa for this whole plan, because mm-hmm. if they'd put that necklace on MacGyver, just been like, go get the jade thing or we're going to blow your head off, Yeah. then they didn't even need to worry about him being loyal to this girl. That's true. It's all true. <laughs> is that where this half of the episode ends? Yeah, that's, this is like, yeah, she flies off. MacGyver's left with a deadline, but also super far away from anything with no gas. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he's I able to... He'll siphon it out of this logging equipment. <laughs> um, I'm sure it's all gas-powered. Yeah, it's all gas-powered. <laughs> but that's, that's the dramatic, the dramatic to-be-continued moment for this episode. Yeah. Leaves you on a cliffhanger. This is this this episode, the season starting off with, with some craziness. Yeah, I've, I've, it's definitely a fun adventure type thing. I, I like that they started off with someone getting thrown down an elevator shaft because you needed something like crazy yeah. right at the start of the season, 
and um, and you know it's always good to have Jack back and mm-hmm. magic is fun. You know, there's a lot of elements of it that are like they they got a lot of stuff right. Yeah, and, and I think it was it was smart of them to go get Jerry Ludwig to write this one because it's like, yeah, you guys know that that the coffin jet ski was like one of the greatest crazy inventions yeah. ever. So you need to go find that guy and have him write this two parter. Um, and and you know the whole teasing of like the dragon so far, like everything's being set up really well. Yeah, and uh, so it's gonna make going for. You know the the next half of this episode of how's he going to steal it since he's the one who now implemented all these new security procedures uh, and yeah. can he beat himself now? Yeah, but I think he probably like part of the reason that he still could is because even though like MacGyver can get into it, I don't think anybody else could have. Yeah, I feel like he set it up in such a way that it's like I don't believe that someone could get in here that isn't me. Although Pete seems more confident that someone could. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that's about it for this yeah. episode. Until um, next time. Yeah. Uh, also, it's kind of interesting that we have the Alyssa Davalos character of uh, Lisa Kohler here. Mm-hmm. Because, and I mean, she'll play Lisa Kohler again next week. But then beyond that, she plays a completely different character for the whole rest of the season. Yeah. Of, uh, spoiler uh, alert. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's just, uh, it's just interesting that I, I'm, I guess her turn as this character was, was impressive enough to the creators of the show that mm-hmm. they were like, okay, well, we're going to bring this girl back cause she did a great job. Yeah. In like two episodes from now. <laughs> yeah. It's really not that far into the season that she starts as a different person. So, um, but yeah, we'll get there when we get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's about it for this one. Um. If you'd like to share your thoughts on this or future episodes, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash phoenixfoundationpodcast, or on our website, uh, phoenixfoundationpodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Tune in next week. We're going to be covering Season 3, Episode 2, Lost Love Part 2. Uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks. Thanks.